They said it was forbidden. They said it was dangerous. They were right. Introducing the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual. Dive into the arcane, into the hidden corners of the occult. This isn't just a comic. It's a hidden tome of supernatural power. All original artwork illustrating the groundbreaking research of Juan Ayala, one of the only living homunculologists of our time. Learn how to summon your own homunculus, an enigma wrapped in the fabric of reality itself, their power at your fingertips, their existence, your secret. Explore the mysteries of the Aristotelian, the spiritual, the Paracelsian, the Crowleyan homunculus, ancient knowledge lost to time, now unearthed in this forbidden tale. This comic book holds truths not meant for the light of day, knowledge that was buried, feared, and shunned. Are you ready to uncover the hidden, the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual, not for the faint of heart, available now from Paranoid American. Get your copy at tjojp.com or paranoidamerican.com today. With your host, Juan Ayala. Prepare to have your mind blown. Welcome to a Swapcast with the guys from Rising from the Ashes podcast. Swapcast. What, the what the fuck is up, guys? How are you guys doing today? What the, hey, what the fuck is up with you, you, Juan? Not much, dude. I'm just here in Florida talking about how lame it is that we can't have weed here. You know? Oh, yeah. You can buy a oh, fucking machine gun. You can have it. They just can't. <laughs> you can, yes, you can have it, but you can't buy it. Some dude, I remember one time I was like, I don't, I don't want to say who it was, but my plug, right? One of my plugs, I was like, hey, dude, um, you think you can get me some sativa, right? Because I like the sativa. High. I don't like the indica high. I don't like that shit. Yeah. He goes, he literally looks at me. He goes, bro, what the fuck you think this is? A dispensary? He's like, we got <laughs> what we got. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, man. I don't know. I don't know. That's why I grew my own psilocybin because you don't know what they be doing in, to this stuff. Can they? Can they do stuff to it, Roman? Can they Interesting. put? Interesting. Interesting. That's oh, a great question. Chemicals and shit on there. They can do like that type of shit. It, you don't, I haven't heard of uh, you know like GMO mushrooms because I have a buddy down in San Diego who runs a pretty big facility, and it's so easy to grow. Yeah. You know granted like not contamination as long as you have a very sterile area that like i don't think you know i don't see people like dumping like massive amounts of glyphosate on their psilocybin <laughs> crops you know but uh but hey you know um what's his name who got paul stamets who got really fucking famous for taking federal money to grow psilocybin and to grow almost all strains of mycelium whatever he sees fit he is the guy um you know behind the, the the mainstream mycelium narrative and he grows for the fed so it's uh, he might be in doing some other shit that I, we don't what know about I, I didn't know that about him that he was growing for the feds like that because i mean i know that they're, that they're venturing into the yeah, whole yeah, psilocybin yeah. thing and the, the new research right shows to cure cancer ptsd etc cetera, etc cetera. but the reason that i grew it was so i knew my shit was pure i knew what strain it was given yes. that the guys who sold me the syringes were selling me what they said it was versus me just buying it off of some guy who you know just says that's what it is you know what i mean well well cannabis is the same way because uh you know uh, I'm up here in the, the uh, Mendocino County, the Emerald Triangle, which is one of like the hubs of cannabis in the world, right? At least in North America. Um, as we obviously have like the, the original home of the, uh, the cannabis plants, which is known to be in somewhere in the Himalayas and in China, Russia, and, and that whole mountain range is over there. Beautiful. Amazing. Anyways, uh, 
you know, we have these strain names, right? We have these, you know, but it's like, you know, all these fucking like old timer, grateful dead head listening, Simon and Samson and Delilah ass knee patting motherfucking Uncle Joe motherfuckers out here grown chronic since 1963. You know, some of the strains have been back crossed so many times and then brought back around. And then uh, now there's all these genetic companies. And what's happening is there's so much hype going into the weed game through like rappers and like different sorts of, uh, you know, media outlets and whatever that now we're addicted to getting new terpenes, new strain profiles, new this. So we're actually losing a lot of the original strains and the original homes and the phenotypes that, of the plants yes are yeah. suffering i i got some shit called uh poontang pie <laughs> <laughs> the other, other nope, that's not the first time <laughs> poontang pie bro from colorado from sunny colorado and Ooh. i got another stuff that's called mac and cheese and i was just laughing at the mac and everybody loves mac and cheese i got the mac and cheese that's the mac one cheese cross back crash with the uh <laughs> alien cheese or some shit i don't fucking know bro like like it, it's crazy dude it's how how they mix everything up but th that's awesome that you that well, i don't want to say it but that you uh are familiar with the business right yes yeah um and we'll uh We'll be expanding soon, hopefully. I might have to move to Memphis. I'm not sure. I don't know if I want to do Tennessee? that. But yes. Is legal there? So. Uh yeah. Yeah. Just got just got wreck. Um oh, so might, we might we might up and move out of California and do that. If the money's right, right? If I they can offer something good, then I'll be like, yes. Building a studio, please. Uh who <laughs> fucking who fucking knows? Who knows? Uh, that's awesome. Who man. knows? But I was going to say, though, you know, it's it when we're talking about cannabis, I mean, like it has been um, in the government's hands and the Fed's hands for a long time. Like no, after I don't World War Two, nah, part of MK Ultra, like projects, not necessarily MK Ultra, but the out of the same labs and the same testing fields where they were using these different drugs and psychoactive you know, materials, they were also extracting parts of cannabis as well. So it's been scientifically tested on for decades now. And so, you know, we live in a fucking crazy world, man. Like, it, you know, they, they're growing some deep underground military base weed that's like probably, I don't know, like can grow as fast as bamboo or something. Turn you into a fucking alien. Turns you into Bigfoot, bro, <laughs> and you know? If yeah. like you can teleport to oh. other dimensions and shit. Oh, that's what they don't in. want you to know about the ancients, dude. So let's, let's jump into this shit, man. Let's talk about. Yeah, so you guys are doing this a month of like a dedicated uh, topic, right? Yeah. Uh, what's what's this month's topic for the listeners uh, on my show? This will be on my show for them uh, listening. What's this month's topic that you guys are covering? This month we're covering like God and Satan, good and evil duality that type of thing you know the whole religious thing god questions satan lucifer all that fun stuff uh it's been really great so far man we we still have we've only put one episode out so far we got two more that we need to work on right now in the editing room and then uh we have our third one uh in a few days our fourth one in a few days yeah Yes. And then we're going to follow it up with a group show at the end of the month and talk to a couple other different podcasters and uh, just have a little group chat about it, you know, and that's what we're going to do each month. We're going to just do a different theme. Uh, we we did Tartaria month in November and uh, that went really well for us. And we decided let's just pick themes and just try to hit these things at all different angles, you know, and see what we can come up with. And uh, so next month we're in February, we're doing uh, divine feminine and goddess. And so we're going to talk about the female aspects of everything. Sophia. Also. Nice. I love that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. exactly. And then, uh, and then we're going to do a return to Tartaria in March. And so far that's what we have planned for the most part. Uh, we've got some other things uh, planned for the rest of the year too, but uh, they're not too set in stone yet, but those three months are pretty set. 
Yeah, I try and do a uh, a topic for every episode. As of lately, I've been just freeballing it pretty much, just going yeah. with, with the flow and just try. I, I try to not repeat the same shit I talk about because right, we always talk about the same. It's like Eric Von Daniken where he talks about the ancient astronaut theory a hundred different fucking times, and it's fascinating a <laughs> hundred different fucking times. But how many times can you talk about the same thing over and over again? We get it. The ancients, uh, Ezekiel <laughs> saw a UFO. We get it. it. The Nazca lines might have been landing strips for the UFOs. We get this, bro. Come up with something. You're still living in what, what year did the Chariots of the Gods come on? The 60s, 70s? Uh, yeah, fucking long time Oof. ago. He's yeah. still living in that time, bro. He's talking about the same thing. Like every every time I have a, a Eric Von Daniken lecture come up on my YouTube, I'm like, oh, oh, wait, let me let me guess. Ancient astronaut theory. Oh, there you go for a fucking <laughs> another two hours, bro. Like, come on. Yeah. So uh, I was I was super big into ancient aliens, though. Like I thought I really had it figured out once <laughs> ancient aliens come show? along. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole thing. I read all the Sitchin books and uh once once like I started putting that stuff to the Bible, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes total sense. It's just aliens. That's where they come from. And then uh, recently I've gotten out of that about two or three years ago. I started changing my viewpoint. Yeah. So, and, I, and and to relate that to the whole topic that we're going to be talking about today and and the duality within, if you will. And I told you to hit my boy up. I told him to hit you up. Anderson Silver, he wrote a book specifically on this. Yeah. Uh, the duality within and he fucking dude guys awesome and he goes in on on the modern philosophy aspect of everything uh so i i have a a quote from <laughs> the good old bible from your boy king james uh, the, the oh. king james version mark 325 and if a house is divided against itself that house cannot stand it always seems so he talked about religion it always seems that every religion there is always so for the Anunnaki, it was the two brothers, right? It was um, mm -hmm. um, Enlil and Enki. Enlil and Enki, where they both are in this galactic battle, and the Mahabharata is the 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 two factions of cousins, right? You have Vishnu and this other guy, and obviously mm -hmm. I have become the destroyer of worlds, and in all these epics that you fucking read about, it's always a duality. The reason that the fa that the Gnostics fascinate me is because they added that that. So you have the Trinity, obviously, which is a uh, the Trinity was was presented late, way later on in, in the history of Christianity. And what I love about the Gnostics is that they present that divine phenomenon. So we have Sophia, yeah. the Demiurge, mm -hmm. and then you have uh, uh, I had Lawrence Corona on like two years ago on my podcast. And we went deep into that about how they did believe that consciousness came first. Right. The thought. Yeah. And then the thought thinking of itself. And then uh, I think it was like a uh, uh, thought thinking of itself thinking, which is the Christos, which is the child. And when you tell people about that, they fucking like flip a switch, bro. When you, when you talk, there's a possibility <laughs> that there is a divine feminine. And did you know that some of the Gnostics, there was, I, I think it was this, I want to say the Cephian Gnostics, uh, uh, that they, they worshiped the serpent from the garden of Eden because they thought that that was the true Messiah. You guys know that that's the Gnosis, right? The, the information then the knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. So in, yeah. In, in the cosmology, the, the, you have the Eagle and the serpent, which we see this throughout all of history as well, right? Like the, the Mexican flag where you have the Eagle, mm -hmm. uh, biting the serpent. And there's this whole thing. I'm sure you guys know it's got to do with Tartaria where they they've inversed all this symbolism. The serpent is actually the good guy. So the serpent was Sophia in the Garden of Eden in Gnostic cosmology, who was trying to tell Adam and Eve to eat from the tree of knowledge. That way they would have the knowledge to understand that they were in a false reality. And that's how that's why God, Yahweh, El, whoever you want to call it, got so pissed off and was like, fuck you guys. You're casted out of the Garden of Eden. And now you will forever know what is what what is good and evil. Right. And, and, and here we are. Uh, where where I was listening to, before this, I was listening to a Manly P. Hall lecture on good and evil. And he talks about, and it, it relates to, you guys ever looked into John Baldriard's work, Simulacre and Simulation from the Matrix no. movies? No, I've yet to actually dive into any of that. No. So uh, John Baldriard was a French 
believe he was French philosopher. And by the way, he was the main inspiration for the Matrix movies, and he fucking hated them. After the first movie, he was contacted to, to be an executive producer, and he said no. He told him to get fucked. Then after the fact, he did an interview where he said that everything that he presented, because everybody on the cast had to read this book called Simul Simulacra and Simulation, where it talks about the hyper-reality and all this stuff, and you can relate that to the metaverse and all this bullshit that we have going on now. But in there, there's a distinguish, uh, uh, they distinguish uh, instinct versus territory, right? Because when we think of good and evil, we have uh, the Lion King, the circle of life, right? Why is it that a lion will eat a baby gazelle? We see that as horrible, but in fact, it's not because that's how, that's its instinct, right? And the reason that animals... Nature. It's nature, exactly. And the reason that animals lash out towards us is because they have territory. Man has only taken territory. We put the lines on the map. Animals don't give a fuck about the lines on the map. Therefore, when we have an animal lash out at us, it's not it, it's being evil or has malintent. It's because it has the instinct to protect its territory. They have territory. And yep. so, yeah, so this, they distinguish that. It, it relates to that in, in a sense. Uh, because you want to say something? Uh, yeah. Um, go ahead and finish your thought, though. I don't want to interrupt you mid midway. So uh, simulacra is when we give uh, something uh, a, a value, so an intrinsic value without. So the way he puts it in the book is if you have a picture of Jesus Christ or a statue of Jesus Christ, to a lot of people, that actual statue, that actual empty symbol is Jesus Christ, when in reality it's not. It's only the symbol of something sacred. But all throughout society and all throughout civilization, we have given power to symbols and they have power over us. So that's the whole argument of simulacra and simulation, where you give power to these empty symbols. Money. Bro, if you really think about it, let, let's, I think about this shit all the time. A piece <laughs> of paper rules absolutely everything me and you well if you provide a service to me i'm giving you pieces of paper that because the government says it's worth money it's worth something you accept it as payment for your service to me what or if we energy. all yeah or energy. energy exchange what if we all said fuck the system and just went back to bartering how they did how the ancients did right back then it was about what was it in the seventies when the gold standard was free energy? Oh, yeah, we can talk about. I think I think a lot of that. I think a lot of that. Uh, I think the shift happened when the cross was hijacked. When the uh, whole new Holy Roman Empire, the Western Holy Roman Empire, came in and brought the the true like Jesuit takeover, the New World Order, starting back to just uh, take away the cross because the cross before that, in my opinion. What um what I'm what I hope is real is that um it was the time of free energy and all these cathedrals and all this symbolism with the cross originally is all about being able to extract energy from the ether with any sort of conductive material using that symbol which is a symbol of energy and how to control and wield energy and then you take the figment or the energy of jesus right which could be higher consciousness or connection to something bigger as a symbol and you put a dead body on the cross and you take away the the meaning of the cross that it was energy and understanding energy and then uh that at the same time then you're going to change your mindset from everything that was a free barter system free energy free flow society to a money written uh, future, which is going to be putting, like you said, putting your energy, putting your soul and your spirit, your time, your goodness, the only thing you have, which is your breath and your time and your body and your now to the figment of nothingness as a way to separate it for real. Because the, when Jesus on the cross is, it actually is stopping us from getting into the cross. It's like, we can't get that free energy anymore. And that's the, that's the world that got taken away from us from that shit. In my opinion. Yeah. I'd say the cross too is a symbol of man. It's a symbol of humanity and the energy that as, as we are the conductors of energy also. Uh, you got, I, Absolutely. I, I wasn't going to go there, but you guys are going to make me go there. I, 
I <laughs> did not plan on talking about this, but let, let's go ahead and go into it because it relates to what we're talking about. And it's, it has to do with Pythagoras, uh, one of the most, one of my favorite people in, in, in history. And uh, the Tesseract, four, the Tetragrammaton. So yeah. the four or the Tesseract in Pythagorean thought was a symbol of intellect and they referred to it as the holy number. And this has to do with the symbolism of numbers, which I've- Share screen that shit, yo. Which is super interesting because my name, my birthday, and whatever other personality thing that they do with numerology, I'm I'm four, four, and four. I have five screens. Can you see that? Yes. Can you see these notes here? Uh, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. All right. So this is an episode I'm writing. Okay, about uh, the symbolism of numbers um, for, with the Pythagoreans, and so uh, the four or the tesseract in Pythagorean thought was a symbol of intellect, and they referred to it as the holy number. And this has to do with ten. They saw ten as God, and et cetera, et cetera. But this is, this goes this goes fucking deep, right? So the one plus the two plus the three plus the four equals the 10, the 10 being the most sacred of all numbers. So we get mm. into the symbolism of the four, four being the only way in which you can achieve the number 10. Yes. Four carries with it the symbolism of forces or powers in the universe by which material, by the material was brought into existence. So what you guys are talking yes. about. The yes. four elements of matter, earth, water, air, and fire. Four is Yee. also known mm -hmm. as the Demiurge's number or the number of the mental or intellectual region of the universe. According to Kabbalah, the name of the deity responsible for creation creates four letters or characters. These letters or characters are called in Hebrew the Tetragrammaton, also known as the name of, for the national god of Israel, Yahweh. The form mm -hmm. Yahweh is now accepted universally because there is no consensus about the structure or etymology of the name. This name appears in the Torah and the rest of the Hebrew Bible. The number four, which can only represent the elements also which not only represents the elements, also represents direction, north, east, west, and south, and the four sciences, the quadrivium, mathematics and logic, biological science, social science, and physical science. When you open up, here you go. When you open up a tesseract, it forms a cross. Therefore, it can be interpreted in the form of a cross, the four arms of a cross. So if you take the cube yes. symbolism and you unfold it, right? And we have Nick mm -hmm. Hinton with the Saturn time cube simulation hypothesis. You get the cross, right? The cross is a symbol of matter or materiality. It is a symbol of body. It represents the material world and hence why it is where Christ was crucified. Christ being a title given to Jesus. Uh, the Gnostics believe that Christ was what possessed Jesus in the Jordan of River in the River of Jordan when John the Baptist uh, baptized him in that river. And the Pythagorean, the Pythagoreans believed a man has four powers in which he can use to orient himself in this material realm. Now, yes, the the that's why you have they call it the demiurge's number because for formation, right? It's it's the power, the number of creation. So it is the demiurge. Yes, yes, and uh, we also have, uh, I believe, a braxis. We can relate this to a braxis as well, uh, which um, obviously, uh, yeah. So this, yeah, this before you go into that a little bit. Uh, I contend that Enki is actually Yahweh uh, because in, in ancient Egypt, uh, hold on. in ancient Egypt, he's, he I was known. My yeah, I don't know what that was. Uh, in ancient Egypt, he was known as Ptah. Uh, he's the one that uh, brought um, Egypt out of from the from the mud, basically, uh, and terraformed it and re reconstructed it. Um, and Ptah, you could see Ptah as um, uh, as Peter or Yahovah, Yahpatah, mm -hmm. Jupiter. Uh, he is Kronos. the Demir. Yeah, he's no. Well, he's not Cronus necessarily. Cronus is before uh, time started before um, the Demiurge did, because Sophia gave birth to the Demiurge. Mm -hmm. Sophia uh, was uh, once. Um, with Satan and then became uh, with Lucifer or Ball or however that goes. Let me get uh, up in here real quick. Because, because well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me finish this off by saying, too, like the Tesseract, uh, most people uh, say it's like the Saturn cube, right? And it's all evil. But uh, when, you, when you look at it like this, it's, you know, it, it, you can see that it contains all knowledge of everything, just like Pandora's box. It's the same yeah. symbolism. Yes, I agree. So there. So to me, I take away from that because this work, this goes in right into this 
beautifully. Yeah. It was a beautiful transition right into the shit that I've been looking into. And there's a reason why four is before five, right? Because, yeah, like you said, you have the four elements, four directions, four a lot of things, four a lot of fucking things, right? Spe you know, square and the cube, absolutely. But then the reason you go to five is when you have one, two, three, four, and you add the five in the middle is the middle point, right? There's not an extra limb. It's not a cross of five like that. It's a middle because then you can extend it, and then that, all those come together, the perfect square goes up to make a pyramid, right? Then you have the flip side of that. It's going to come out both sides, and that's the ether. That's the fifth element, right? And then the fifth direction is within or, you know, without that exterior because four is a physical number, and it represents the physical sign and the physical meaning of the cross, which is man, right? But then the metaphysical or the conscious, the extra ophucus, right? That that ne that next level of consciousness awakeness, which is what all, in my opinion, a lot of life is ascension. Like all of our ancient ancestors, always focusing on ascension and the highest level of ascension to. To, to master the physical body and then to get into the consciousness and have full ascension. And that's the representation of what five is. And I think the cross does that too, because if you look at these resonant architecture buildings, they take churches out of it, right? Churches aren't Christian, right? They don't have, they're not for worshiping Jesus, any of this shit. They are for, they are for extracting ether energy. Mm -hmm. And they're constructed in such a way down to the finite blueprints and the detail. Want exactly. Everything. And every, all these fucking buildings have it. And there was this, there's this project that went down this test where um, they brought up an EC reader on a copper wire on a drone. And as for the further it went up, the more electric conduct conductivity, electromagnetism, electricity was in the ether well, the farther it went up that's what nikola tesla was about right about extracting exactly. energy from the aether or the stratosphere or the world but again funded by one of the biggest reptilians there are jp morgan when he saw that they couldn't industrialize he's like wait a minute you want to give people free what mm -hmm. get fucked the warden cliff <laughs> tower is shut down we gotta you know he lost he lost everything right and and it, and it ties into that in my and that's what harp is too yeah, and dude, oh, did fuckers. you know, I, I recently just learned that, okay, so I thought Harp was only in Alaska. That shit's all over the fucking world. I was yeah, like, there's bunches yeah. of them. I was like, I was Googling map. I was like, wait a minute, wait, there's more than, on an episode, I was like Googling at the same time, like, holy shit, there's more than one of them. It's not just yeah. the one in Alaska. And and all those little antennae things that they have on the ground all look like little crosses. Yeah, so. It's so, an energetic shape. Yeah. I think this has to do with I'm doing an episode on the 12 vile vertices around the world. And it's got to do with Ivan, Ivan Sanderson's, which with uh, Ivan Sanderson, which he uh, was one of the main guys that actually contributed to the crypto zoology movement. Right. And his whole thing was, have you guys heard of the 12 vile vertices? No, no, no. So, I don't think so. you have the equator and on there's the most famous one being the Bermuda Triangle. You have mm -hmm. the Bermuda Triangle. You have Easter Island. You have yeah. You have uh, the ley lines. Yeah, exactly. Mohenjo Daro. Yeah. You have all these places where weird shit goes down, and it's got to do with that. The South Atlantic anomaly is just what you said. The fucking Hubble telescope can't take pictures when it's over because there's so much radiation because the Van Allen belt it comes to the lowest point in the on the Earth to that spot. And it's fried all these gyroscopes from different satellites for different countries and all mm -hmm. this stuff. And these areas are areas of high supernatural and 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 a different phenomenon where I to me, I believe it's got to do something with electromagnetism as well as the veil is thinner. Now, when we have all these ley lines, right, we yes. have all these ley lines. I believe that the ancients knew about this shit. This is why all of these ancient civilizations, the Mayans, the Egyptians, all these guys they they what what always happens to them they always piece the fuck out oh what happened to them oh we don't we don't know they just they oh they got taken over by the hicksos the, well the serpent the serpent is the energy I, I what i think is i think that 
at a certain point in time, they were able to what you know, sort of what Roman was talking about. They were able to achieve some sort of 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 harmonic frequency where they were able to leave as a whole people. It wasn't that they were wiped out. They were able to just piece the fuck out out of this dimension to where we don't know, because mm. there's a reason why the Egyptians were so obsessed with death. There was a reason why they were so uh, they, they, they and that's what has to do with transhumanism now where they want to live forever. Oof. They believed in preparing everything for the afterlife. So maybe that they could come back and <laughs> antiquated transhumanism. Yeah, my I, brother. I believe hey. uh, that was because the, the, the poles are clogged and their soul could no longer be recycled into the yeah. uh, Torito field of the planet. And so they mummified themselves. Uh, so that way later on when the poles were open, that they could, uh, their souls could, there were leftovers. And, then, huh? Yeah. Yeah. There, there's, there's they so many, there's so many of these cultures. There's uh, uh, Egyptians, there's, and in all of the mound building cultures that were in North America up through central and South, they apparently like, there's not a lot of research done on this cause they, they didn't have a lot of, you know, obviously like, you know, artifacts or what have you to really get what they were vibing on at the time. But what the little bit we do know about the mound building cultures is they would, every winter solstice go to the top of their mounds and then look at the sky in it in a, a split in the sky called an ogie would open and all of their souls would leave Milky their body way. what yeah and do a soul journey around the sun for one cycle and then go back and then and then enter their body again and it's like that's that's what these ancient cultures they were they were so spiritually connected that they believed that their soul would leave their body for an entire 24-hour period go around like a remote viewing type cycle. of shit something man like something tapping into it like next level. i i did an episode like probably two years now uh ago where i talked about the connection from the one right the connection from the source and if we look at like Welsh mythology, where where it's so epic language, right? It's like Harry Potter. You got these dragons, you got these sorcerers, you got all this crazy ass shit. I think that back then language, the original alphabet only had 17 to 19 letters, one of those two. And we've added these symbols, again, these empty symbols to our alphabet in order to demystify ourselves and further that connection from the one, because according to the Gnostics, we have that divine spark. We are made in the image of God. Therefore we are gods. We are our own gods. And that's why I believe in the law of attraction, but I feel that they've taken this and not only taken religion and turned into a business because it's a brokered experience. Now, if you notice, you have to go through us to achieve divinity, the Gnostics were like, Hey, you can do that shit on your own. You don't have to go to a congregation. You can do whatever you want. As long as you learn the Gnosis, which is whatever that means to you, your sacred knowledge and you're yeah. able to uh, ascend into the upper eons and break through the lower eons. And, and, and they thought that every orbit of every celestial body was a different demon. And you are able, you know, you are able to, to ascend to that upper eon, which is that, that, that metaphysical world with the watery light, where when you look into the watery light, the angels see you and you see the angels, because again, we are all one. There is no, there is no, differences we all are all one that's why it, it, you know pythagoras said if man is able to destroy even one grain of sand he will eventually destroy himself and it brings me back to the mahabharata uh, mahabharata when when oppenheimer that interview that they did with him where he goes i have now become the destroyer of worlds and you see it in his eyes because he knew what the fuck he did when he saw the destruction of the atomic bomb and i think mm -hmm. that's what that what pythagoras meant if we're able to break one grain of sand the atom we will eventually destroy ourselves and we're way fucking past that now, especially, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, and that interview, you should just see the, the, the lifelessness in his body. Oppenheimer being one of the Nazis project paperclip and that shit is fucking wild. But to me, it, it always goes back to right to the source. Uh, what the Pythagoreans uh, talked about uh, yes. the, the monad, right? The, the one, uh, for the Stoics, the one is the Logos and the Stoics believe that the Logos or the universe, it was a, a thing that you couldn't control, a, a non-personal relationship with it. But to, to the Christians, the Logos is a very intimate relationship to them. That is God, right? The, 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 
I have here the monad, any fundamental singular metaphysical entity. The one, our own identity is our own monad. The identity and things rep representing themselves. And then we can get into uh, what we're trying to talk about today, the duad or the two, which was regarded as an ill number. And I'm going to jump around here for a second mm. because uh, the number two to the Pythagoreans was a bad number. It was like, no, because there is no such thing as good and evil. There is only the one yes. which is best. It is perfect. It cannot be elevated to a higher sense or a higher being. And Pythagorean thought elevation is motion towards unity. That things divided cannot be supreme because of the imbalance. The duad being a symbol of separation drives man from the truth, leading us to the concept of intervals or distance. The duad is inevitable and cannot be avoided. Intervals become the great abyss that man must overcome to achieve restoration in a universal space. And then I have this quote by Manly P. Hall, Daddy Hall, if you will. To be divided from God is to exist in a space of separation from reality. And that's from his lecture, uh, The Symbolism of Numbers, uh, Pythagorean Theory of Number. And, dude, I don't know. What, what do you, what the fuck do yeah, you the, think? The duality is that left right paradigm, right? It's, it's either you're this side or you're that side. And uh, there's no oneness. Um, I talk about this uh, this month too on the show. And that, that is like the original, like the Hinduism, uh, Vishnu encompassed like everything. He was good and evil. Yes. Uh, yeah. Different male avatars. and female. Yeah. He was, he was everything. He encompassed everything. He didn't, he wasn't divided. He was one. And then you have this further division with like Buddhism talking about just the self. Um, and then you have Jesus, which, you know, in, in that, in the biblical stuff, it kind of splits it and then it creates this second paradigm of evil, whereas it, really it's supposed to be uh, condensed into one. Like even Jesus says he comes with a sword that he's going to uh, destroy everything that's not holy or whatever. I, I can't remember the exact quote on that. Oh, but I am a jealous and righteous God. That was Yahweh. On the Old that's Yahweh. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, and I think that's Marduk. Um but yeah, so the, there's this whole thing with duality uh, and it's kind of really just fucked everything up and we need to get back to the one and just realizing that we're all part of the same consciousness. And once we can all do that, we can, that's when we can start to actually elevate ourselves and everybody else in this world and elevate the earth. I, I'm trying to find this quote that I saw. It was a, a Bible verse where, I think uh, I'm not going to try and paraphrase it because I'm going to I'm going to fuck it up. But where it talks about God being both Satan and God, right? Because there's this duality uh, even within us. And uh, I have some more stuff here from Manly P. Hall where it says, uh, so the duad or two was regarded as an ill number. Two represents things in which difference can be noted. And you have qualitative and quantitative differences in something, right? If something's better than something else. It's it's the number of illusion because difference is illusionary. Mm. It is the number of yes. ignorance because illusion, the illusion of separateness is the root of ignorance. Ignorance is only transformed into wisdom only once unity is brought out of division. Chaos is related to the duad and cosmos is related to the monad. So like I mentioned earlier, the universe is regarded as an orderly, harmonious whole. Essential difference needs to be accepted by the mind to the appearance of difference. So we have this hierarchy in society, right? Where, like I said earlier, qualitative or quantitative differences in something where because I have more pieces of paper than you, that makes me better. We have this hierarchy and this hierarchy within society, mm -hmm. I, I think is, excuse me, something that was put there on purpose in order to divide and conquer if you will and i always get this question because i always talk about the archons or the reptilian overlords or whatever <laughs> you want to call them and i always get the question of are they actually reptilians now do i believe there is some sort of supernatural race of of reptile people perhaps we have different ev you know we have some evidence pointing to that. We have Darren Kuyu and all these underground cities everywhere around the world. 
which I don't believe were built as quickly as they say they were built, such as, you know, the, the, the Chicago fairs or, or any of the world fairs around the world. And maybe perhaps they are reptilian. Now, when I talk about them, I talked, uh, I talk about them in, in more of a meta, a metaphorical sense of the word, because we have the archons as these natural forces, if you will, within the, in our reality that hold us back from doing what we want to achieve. And I think that this relates to the law of attraction because just because I say something doesn't mean it's going to happen. You need to put forth in, into that your energy and time and you need to align things in order to be able to reach that that certain frequency in order to be able to manifest things. Right. So when when people ask me like, oh, well, they actually reptilians, I, I think that there is maybe some reptilian race out there uh, that has to do with with. Again, the, the, the evidence that we see all throughout history, which I'm, I'm sure you're aware of with the Dogon people, the fish headed God, Dagon, we have, it relates to the Anunnaki as well, where it was this, you know, the, this, this, uh, Apkalu. Uh, yeah, there's all, we'll take your pick, right? It's all over the world. You have Quetzalcoatl, you have Kukulkan, you have all these fucking figures, the feathered serpent, if you will, where it, it, it I, I think, I mean, it sounds yeah, that's kind of. That's kind of where I go back to earlier when I said that the serpent is energy. Uh, it's a representation of the energy, the dragon lines, too, if you will, the, the ley lines, that this energy they were able to tap into. And so they were referred to as these dragons or these reptiles uh, because that was like the closest approximation <laughs> to that. And even like with the Anunnaki, you have depictions of them as eagle or bird headed too, yes, or uh, serpent headed or human headed with uh, these blue eyes. And we've been getting into a lot of this stuff with uh box saga and everything like that. But the serpent, the serpent is like a, it's a motif. It's not, it's not a real thing. It's not, there's like serpent people that are disguising themselves and changing themselves into humans and all that shit. I don't, I don't think that's true. Like even the serpent in the garden of Eden, uh, with that Gnostic point of view, it's, it's him that's giving humans the knowledge of good and evil, right? It's him. That's the Sophia, if you will. And he's, they're given that fruit of life to them. And they're realizing that they are just like the gods and the gods don't like that. They're powerful. And then you even have like, you know, God just had them in the garden as just gnomes. Basically they were just there. They didn't have any life to them. Gnomes. They were just, <laughs> yeah, they're like gnomes, that. garden gnomes. <laughs> <laughs> That's in the book of Enoch when Ella's like, you know what? Fuck this experiment. And then the angels started fucking everybody. And then you get the Nephilims and the giants and the Elohim and all this shit. And yeah, yeah I, I like I like that. I like that. that. Then they got out of control and then they had to throw a moon in the mix to throw off the fucking axis. So then the complete atmosphere <laughs> of the planet changed and they're like, fuck this. We're getting out of here. So yeah. or. OK, wait, I think there was two though. sons. I think there was two sons and we used to live in a binary system. That first son exploded and it shifted the whole universe and the earth. And that was the first Ragnarok. Or the first uh, cataclysm, and then after or, that, what's the name? Now of the that's why we live in a, a dormant a, god or whatever. A mono. Uh, yeah, that's why we live in a monotheistic society now. Is because now we only live with one son when we used to have two sons, and we used to have a binary system. Uh, so that I think that changed the way everything worked and operated. And even the 13th Zodiac that had to take that out of the Zodiac because now the earth was no longer in, uh, alignment, it was tilted. And so now the 13th Zodiac, there was no need for that. And I think the Jesus mysteries and all of these things are depicting the, the death of this 13th sign, this 13th Zodiac, this, this external knowledge that we used to have that is no longer here anymore because now we have seasons and all these other things and um i mean there's even four seasons right mm -hmm. back to the number four and and uh so i mean that's that's kind of how i i see how everything happened uh you know even today people will say like there's a another star way out there that's possibly a, a part of our binary system but 
Uh, it's all speculation and everything. And that comes from like Nibiru and the Anunnaki and, and perhaps that thing exploded at before their time. And they were just regurgitating like what had happened. And now we're trying to incorporate it into our, our system. But I don't really believe that Nibiru is around anymore, but, but I mean, I, I, I think it has to do again with the Dogon people where, where the white dwarf doesn't give out any light. And, and what was it? Mm. There was a, like a brown dwarf and a white dwarf or something like that. And they knew these, the Sirius star system was there before any modern day telescope before the 1950s where they could, how could they possibly see that? They, what, the Nomos, the Nomos came down on this aircraft or whatever, came out of the mm -hmm. water and told us, and what, it's like the, the Elohim and the Nephilim that taught man the, in, in the book of Genesis, and we were talking about earlier, uh, they have become like one of us. Who the fuck is yeah. us? What do you mean us as in plural, <laughs> as in there's more, more than one of you guys? I thought yeah. there was only one God, but you said have become one of us. And then that's when he got pissed off and was like, you know what? Get the fuck out of here. You'll get over here. And just got it, you know, got, get taken, over. Out, got taken out yeah. of the garden of Eden, but uh, it, it's got to do. And, and, in North, in Norse mythology, uh, I, I think this is how you say it. Jorman Gonder with, with the serpent. Yeah. Of, German Gunder. Yeah. The Midgard serpent or the world serpent. Again, going back to that serpent. And you mentioned Ragnarok earlier, this mm -hmm. epic, this fucking epic battle, which Take your pick Epic. of any civil, ancient civilization. Which story do you want to follow? Because they all have the same narrative fallacy in order to be able to tell this tale of two brothers, two cousins, two, two sisters, maybe. I'm sure there's a fucking some cult out there that, that worshipped some god, you know, some female mm -hmm. god. Uh, all this shit that we, that we see. And yeah, dude, it's fucking fascinating. I think the killing of the serpent can also be a reflection of the Druids this, ener too. this energy that existed on the planet and the destruction of this natural energy that people were tapping into the, the Christians, uh, Catholics, um, the Abrahamic religions kind of came West and destroyed all of these pagan, uh, creations, if you will. And that's when all the magic left that's yeah. and now now this is what we're left with and so it could have been the killing of this frequency this the killing of this energy and i think that might be a representation because it's odd because it's the odd that it's in so many different it's in so many different uh civilizations right this idea so which one of them was a serpent i don't think any of them was, was a serpent it was the energy system that was the serpent yeah. Yeah, and, and it's got. I want to get you guys' take on the. So, you know, speaking about the duality within, I believe it was Carl Jung that said, uh, and I'm paraphrasing it, once you are able to bring the subconscious to the conscious, uh, you will continue to call it fate and let it rule over you. And he also talked about how, and I think this is what the ancients also knew about, and it's been demonized, if you will, with this dogma around it of. Again, with the Gnostics, and we all know history is his story. So whoever won is the one that's telling all the fucking tales. So of course they're gonna they're gonna pump their side up and be like, yeah, we were the ones that took these people out because they were bad. You know, the Gnostics were having orgies and and doing mushrooms and doing all yeah. the, these psychedelics. Yep. They were they were you know they were fucking each other and all this stuff, right? From church fathers that hated them because they were against their you know they were heretics. They were against their whole movement. And so Carl Jung talks about once you're able to identify and tap into your dark self, it is able to show you all the secrets of the universe. Now, don't tell me where I read that or, or heard that, but uh, I'm sure he said that somewhere. I, I'd have to find my, my source. But it, it just brings me back to this idea of some sort of Akashic records and back to the idea of how people were able to tap into some world knowledge where they were able to decipher the secrets of the universe, whatever that secret may be. And I'm not going to bring something up that I had somebody tell me. I, I came up with the question of, I said, I said, and it's one of the only things I've ever, ever edited out of a podcast, but I asked, I said, 
if we're if we don't have the the choice of being brought into this simulation right or false reality or holographic universe or whatever it may be and i saw this article on i think it was science.com or some shit where it said the universe may actually be pixelated right all this shit all these ideas <laughs> that are coming out uh you have quantum physics and 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 the the quantum science project where, gateway where it's all it's all magic if you really look at it you know quantum entanglement quantum tunneling <clears throat> quantum you know the two slit experiment all that shit is magic <laughs> we don't we don't know why it's happening but it's happening right and one two three four i he i i said i brought up the i the question and, and it was just in conversation and i said why don't if we don't have the choice to be here why can't we take the choice to exit the simulation and he said some fucked up shit after the fact, but I think that's what the ancients knew that they were, that this is like some sort of, of, right. You have the Tibetan book of the dead where it talks about how, when you pass, you're moving through this area where either you see the archons or you see your ancestors or you see whoever the fuck. And I think maybe the ancients knew about this. Uh, there, there, there's a, I, I, I believe it's the gospel of Judas where, <laughs> Everything in that gospel is flipped upside down, and it's got to do with, with the Dead Sea Scrolls yes. and the Nag Hammadi Library. And in th in that gospel, Judas is actually the good guy, right? Judas is the guy that Jesus would confide in, and the twelve disciples hated Jesus Christ. And in one and in in this story, <laughs> Jesus comes out. They were looking for him, and he comes out uh, out of a room or some shit, or he comes back and, and knocks on the door, and he goes. They go, hey, Jesus, where were you at? And he says, oh, I was just, I pieced the fuck out of this reality. And I just, because I just don't, didn't want to be here anymore. And now I'm back here. What's up? And they were like, wait, what do you mean you don't like being here anymore? And he pretty much says, you know, I fucking hate it here, right? You can, the gospel of Judas. But even cr Jesus Christ in this story was transcending to other dimensions and other points in time because he wanted to escape whatever reality he was living in at the time right hmm. so i don't know but it's just something that i thought about uh you know as far as being able to ascend or transcend or whatever the fuck it may be yeah i'd say there's definitely been an inversion uh we can see that inversion in the everything that used to be a pagan belief system is now considered evil magic yoga uh plant medicine um, all these different types of ideas are now evil. You can't do them anymore. That's, that's where you get this flip, this inversion, right? Even the word sacred, I, I posted this the other day. Sacred is your sack red, right? That's your lower vibrational self. That's your sack chakra is the, is the lower, uh, vibration like your balls, like the sack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, yeah, your root chakra is literally right in between. It's like a, where your your gooch would be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> and so this, this to say something is sacred, it means uh, it could also mean like the demon seed. It it was came from the seed of of these reptilians, so to speak, or or, I don't, or you know or these serpent see, people, which to me they just had a knowledge of this energy that encompassed the world. And that's, yeah. that's what the true meaning really is. And uh, that's see, why I, we get the inversion, but they kept the word and it means something. It still means something good, even though it's low energy. Yeah. The, and the, there's a flip side to it. That's good because I see sacred connected to the root. The roots just as important as the top right, though. Right. So, so yeah. rooted in something with roots and is root is really important and you need to establish roots coming from someone who grows things that have yeah. visible fuzzy little roots. <laughs> um, on that note though, I did just to jump back on the colors because when you were talking of, or sorry, uh, the numbers, we're talking about the, the importance of numbers earlier one, like there was a lot of pew, pew stuff going on. I was like, Oh, that's cool as fuck. You know, really you're thinking wrong, though, about bro. <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot well numbers are really cool because i, I started thinking about it even more they're like everything bro the universe is numbers that's what pythagoras said the, the, the music of spheres he understood that every single orbit emits its own vibrational frequency in the year 400 and we know that shit now every planet and every celestial body emits a certain frequency right 
We know this yeah. shit now. And he was talking about this in the year 400, bro. No, that's when they knew it. That's when it was like more fucking readily available and people would fucking be like actually vibe with it because they weren't fucking dumbed down with bullshit. But I was like, there's seven notes uh, in the musical note world, right? A, B, C, D, F, and G. How many syllables and, are there? Uh, a, B, C, D, E, F, and G. And then, uh, oh, how many syllables? Yeah. In in that right there? No, no, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, in general. The... The vowels, how many vowels are there? A, B, uh, A, E. There, oh, there's five. But anyways, so the whole symbolism of numbers, bro, like I said, it goes fucking deep. And that's like a two-hour episode yeah. on its own. And yeah. you mentioned five. Five is the number of man because you have the, the virtuous man. I think that's how you say it, where you, you have the star, right? So, dude, when I talk about numbers it to the Pythagoreans, it goes fucking balls deep, you know, sack deep if you will. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, you know, numbers are everything. They understood that everything. Five, yeah. Yeah, the five, the monad. And uh, they understood that everything was numbers. Everything could be broken down into numbers. And we discovered numbers and we didn't create them. They, they were already there to begin with. Mathematics is the is 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 everything, honestly. I mean, it's, it's everything. And they understood this shit. They understood it. Back in the year 400, they were talking about it. So that's what blows my mind that we're still using stuff that Plato talked about that all these, you know, and, and if they're actual figures and if they actually existed, who the fuck knows? Cause we're never going to know, right? Like Plato, a lot of the stuff that we know about him or Aristotle is from people who wrote about them. Pythagoras, we don't have any of his writings. We have writings of other people that talked about him. Right. And he had a cult. And that shit is oh, the crazy. Tablets too. Bro, it's so fascinating. And this is what I love about history because we always go back and, and reference. Like, we haven't come up with anything on our own. Like, if we really look at it, it's all just regurgitated bullshit that we just put a twist on it and, and, and just call it our own. But there's nothing. You mean society or individually? Because societally, yes. Individually, I mean, like, once you start digging into this, like, that's what's beautiful about the collective consciousness concept or the Akashic, you know, and like restoring earth consciousness or connecting to that. It's like we're, we're able to tap into it. And it, it, it though it happened a long time ago and it's only getting farther away and we keep trying to, to go back and figure out the thing that's never going to come technically in a linear fashion, come closer to us. So we're always just like traveling like mega distances and only gets further as we're writing, you know, our own sort of like kind of so Roman, you're, fuck, you're fucking up already, bro. What did we just talk about? A separation is an illusion. And you're talking about getting further and yeah. further and intervals. And that's, no, that's what I mean. On a, on a linear sense. Yes. But yes. that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I love the Akashic concept, because it's therefore not far away like and it's there and we're able to tap into it but we have to do the work and to mend it and to keep it safe and to keep it good and to keep it alive and that's the thing that society tries to wean out yeah. you know yeah and, and and again back to the can you guys hear me whoa recording in progress can you guys hear me yeah what the, yeah. What the fuck just happened I don't know, dude. <laughs> it just like kicked me out. Good thing I'm recording on this end. We don't get the video. Fuck it, because this has been an awesome episode. But uh, what was I saying? I said that. Uh, fuck. It just like, dude. It just like completely closed the program on, then opened right back up. That was weird, man. Oh shit. That was what were you saying, Roman? I, I, you were talking about. Uh, oh, so just, I just love the, I love the concept of the akashic and the collective consciousness. So I'll, cool. I wanted to talk about how, uh, you know, with with the whole duality thing, how. In society, everything is divided, right? We have this two-party system or the illusion of a democracy, if you will. And you have the two-party system. And even if, and when it's not that, it's it's something else. It's, well, my car make is better than yours or my football team is better than yours or my favorite color yeah. is better than yours. There's always going to be this divide. And I think that it's got to do with what, what the gist of this whole podcast energy attention data has become a hot commodity nowadays literally uh, how many times have they not find facebook for selling our information to god knows who because they don't even know who the fuck they're selling it to <laughs> now we can get into the whole thing of ai and all this shit where we are letting the algorithm 
rule our reality, right? The AI has become the new demiurge. And I think that, yeah, I, uh, I want to speak on that real quick. Uh, the, the AI saw Roman always... shake his head. He said, no, <laughs> the AI... I just hate, I hate it. I hate it. The AI, uh, he hates getting, he hates transhumanism and stuff, but to me, the AI has always existed. I mean, that's, that's, theoretically what god really is anyways right Oof. and talking about the double slit experiment and and you know things changing by observation uh or by being looked at or viewed uh that changes the whole per, uh concept of of reality if we all think that some god is watching us it changes our behavior hence like the 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 church and everything and and selling selling heaven to people COVID, bro it's always there you don't know when it's there but it's there and it's gonna fucking yeah. get you if you do this yeah. if you go outside that's another it's gonna, one it's it's i i made it i made an episode back in 2019 or something COVID 19 the new religion because what <laughs> we worship these people in power and we give all these people power for no apparent fucking reason what makes the president the president and now i'm not saying to go out and do uh, you know, some some horrible acts of, of terrorism, whatever it is that you want. But I'm saying what makes the president the president? What, one one fourth of the, of the population agreed on it collectively? So it came true. But who the fuck is he? Some guy that they put in power just because they said so. Again, we're giving power and he's energy. CGI, bro. <laughs> China, China, he's, China, he's China. AI. He's AI. <laughs> I think, dude, check this out. I think that... <laughs> That there are some people in this reality, in this realm, in this matrix, whatever you want to call it, that are here to be NPCs and to take up space in the void. You know what I mean? It's like how, how we talked about. So the double slit experiment, let's talk about that. Let's talk about yeah. how the observer has an effect on reality itself. When you're looking right. at something, it acts differently versus when you're not looking at it. That fucking tells you everything right there. So... What we're not seeing in some forest, some place where a president put a law in saying, hey, you can't destroy any of this land. We don't know what happens there when we're not there. You know, is it like Grand Theft Auto when you're running in the cities just loading on its own? And you see it loading on the horizon. <laughs> we don't fucking know because, we, you know, we're not omnipotent. And speaking of omnipotent, Pythagoras was actually revered as a as a demigod and they said that he was omnipotent so these guys that are that were doing the shit Fuck. back then <laughs> they knew how to do that's what i'm saying all these dude in order to be initiated into the cult of pythagoras you had to shut your fucking mouth for five years and you could only go to his lectures and he was behind a veil only the people who passed the initiation were able to hear the secrets that he had to say after five uh, years of shutting your fucking mouth you could finally be in the presence of this person if it was actually yeah, the virus. You said COVID is the new new religion. I uh, somewhat agree with that. Uh, it's the security state that's going to be the new AI. It's the new religion. And COVID is the means to get to that end. Or scientism and kind of wrapped into one hey, like new world order. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, but, uh, but you talk Elon, about this Elon shit. Musk is there too, this oh, oh God, Elon Musk. I, I want. <laughs> <laughs> I want to love him. And Venus I, rockets. I don't know what. Oh. That's Jeff Bezos. I don't know yeah. what it is about that guy. I think he's some Martian that fucking crash landed here and wants to piece the fuck out of this planet. But this whole aspect. He's of, AI. Dude. Why does he want us to connect ourselves to the to the computer? He wants us to succumb to the computers and become one with them. What the fuck, bro? Like, you know what I mean? I thought he was working for the people, for us. But he's no. just another reptilian, dog. He's an, AI, he's an AI human. Bro, I got to skate. I'm going to go do my, my daily double Monday night. Yeah, bro. So check this out. <laughs> we'll end this here. Holy fuck. This episode was crazy amazing and thank you so much i had a fantastic time with the both of you we're gonna have to do this again unfortunately because yeah we uh, have not left. unfortunately well, well unfortunately for very you very fortunately <laughs> come to the come to the group show at the end of the month when we're gonna do uh with our uh our the deep dive with all the homies fucking doing the dantana well we'll plan something <laughs> we'll plan something and and we'll do this again dude uh 
I'm gonna plug yeah. my shit. You guys can plug your shit so the listeners can yeah. look for us. Uh, I'll go first. Uh, you can follow me on social media at the Juan Juan Podcast. I talk about all this craziness in the world. I have different guests on. I sometimes do solo episodes. I sometimes have guests on, and I have people like Dan and Roman on who are fucking super interesting, and we can vibe off each other and have these crazy just wormhole conversations. Uh, follow me on TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, whatever, and you guys can plug your shit. Uh, yeah, uh, check us out on Patreon where we're offering fresh episodes uh, that you can't get anywhere else. Uh, Roman started a new show, solo show, called uh, Expanding Universe. I have a, my own show called uh, Devil's no, no. Advocate. You son of a bitch. It's Expanded Expanding understanding. Understandings. My bad. <laughs> Expanded Understandings. Uh, oh, fuck. Dude, uh, there it goes. Recording again. in progress. That's on the Patreon. And then um, on the regular feed on Rising from the Ashes, we do four shows a month and a group show with a theme each month. And we dig deep into the different topics from different sides. Uh, this month on Good and Evil, God and Satan, we had um, Bruce de Torres. We had uh, Eddie, Esoteric Eddie. Uh, we had David Matheson. And we're going to have Miguel Connor from Aeon Bite. Oof. So we're gonna hit we're gonna hit this topic at all angles. Miguel and, Connor, uh, who else do you need? <laughs> or nobody really. I mean, uh, actually, uh, our episode with David Matheson is super fucking fantastic. Uh, he gets super deep into the to the ego and you know what consciousness is uh, through astrotheology, and it's fucking brilliant, man and um, astrotheology yeah Oof. yeah it's fantastic uh so yeah check us out there and you know come find us come listen to us and then also one you gotta go check out the box saga episodes on the show uh those will totally change your paradigm and how you see things box and, saga yeah man All right, i'll check that out i'm writing it down here yeah um yeah dude um that was awesome shoot me your links and shoot me your logo too, because I cut out a few times and it didn't catch the ending there a little bit. Okay. So and yeah, and also uh, I have one more plug, and that's Roots of Creation. Go check out Roots of Creation. It's me, Andy Rouse from the Deep Share Podcast, and Yake Hagstrom, and all we do is talk box saga on that show. So. Awesome. Well, gentlemen, I had a fucking fantastic time. We talked about a lot of interesting yeah. shit. We got to do this again. And yeah, uh, <laughs> I'll be in touch, Dan. And yeah, that, yeah, that, man. that was it. So thank you guys again. Right, for thank coming you. Up. Thank you. Hail Fauci. Later. And wake thank up. Thank you, brother. <laughs> Later. <laughs>